Welcome into the Motor Car Marketplace podcast. I am your host, as always, Mac Moore. And on today's episode, the vehicle that I will be discussing today is one that gets mistaken quite often for the DB9 because they are so uh, similar. However, the vehicle that I will be talking about is the Aston Martin DBS, a vehicle that really does closely resemble the DB9, but is just a little bit better in every way, which is how uh, Jeremy Clarkson put it. The Aston Martin DBS, if you are not familiar with it, shares the same engine as the DB9, the 6 liter uh, V12 producing 510 horsepower, so a little bit more than the DB9, has 420 pound-feet of torque, excuse me, and goes 0 to 60 in 4.3 seconds with a top speed of 191 miles an hour or plenty fast. Uh, you shouldn't be going over 150 miles an hour, really, unless it's a closed circuit. Uh, the DBS was also available with either a manual transmission or an automatic transmission. And thankfully, this one, unlike the Ferrari F430 and the Lamborghini Gallardo, a good mix of them are actual, actually manual transmission vehicles. Uh, and not solely just the um, paddle shifter, so that's very nice to know. It's probably because Aston Martin likes to brand themselves as a classic vehicle, and the manual transmission is definitely the way to go if you want to be a classic type of driver. It had a convertible version known as the Volante, uh, and a couple of other special edition or special models of the DBS are out there, one of which is known as the Dragon Edition. Only 88 of those were made and that was sold in China. The Carbon Edition was also another special edition model. Uh, those were sold pretty much worldwide. There's a couple in America, uh, but none of them really, uh, uh, none of them really command a, a heavy premium, like some of the special edition Lamborghinis and things like that. This is the vehicle, the DBS is, that is most well known for being the James Bond car in the movies Casino Royale, well, mainly Casino Royale, and then was also in the movie Quantum of Solace. But if you remember Casino Royale, you definitely remember the uh, Aston Martin DBS. It was a vehicle that played a very big part in that movie. Uh, and I think it actually holds the world record for number of rolls, uh, a car rolling on camera. But I could be wrong about that. I should probably, I'll look that up and then put it in the show notes page about whether or not it still holds that world record. But I do remember a videotape of that being shown and that being a world record of it once. Uh, as I said before, though, Jeremy Clarkson has reviewed this car before, and he said that uh, and when he initially drove it, it was just a bit of a misfit. However, he came to the conclusion that this vehicle, the DBS, is the ultimate grand touring vehicle, and that's something that I think is really, really cool and really uh, understated and undervalued in today's world. He said to think of it as more of a DB9S model as opposed to a, just a DBS and that he would love to drive it all the way to the south of France uh, for a vacation and then have to drive it all the way back once he realized he forgot his swim trunk. So it, excuse me, so I'm sure that actually uh, uh, says a lot about the vehicle for itself right there. Since it is a DBS and a little bit more of a special edition as opposed to the DB9, the DBS does command a little bit of a premium. They are a little bit tougher to find than a DB9. It was only uh, produced from 2009 to 2012 were the model years, or 2008 to 2012 were the model years available for it. Uh, and as you may assume, since it's such a new vehicle like the Gallardo and like the Ferrari F430, 
there are no, no Haggerty values uh, up on the Haggerty Value Guide website. So I've just pulled a couple of these and from the examples I've pulled, you should be able to get assume how much you should spend on one of these vehicles. They're, uh, the range of prices is not very steep, however, there's not that many for sale anyway. So uh, because of that, the, the uh, uh, enormous gap is nowhere near like it was for the Lamborghini Gallardo or the Ferrari F430. And fortunately, also, since it is an Aston Martin and they do produce a lot of manual transmission vehicles, the manual transmission cars don't command nearly the premium that, say, a manual transmission Gallardo or a manual transmission Ferrari does command. So that's very nice to know that you could pick up a manual transmission vehicle for the same price as an automatic uh, when it comes to the DBS and probably any Aston Martin for that matter. I didn't actually look at that, but that would be interesting to see if someone wants to do that. The most expensive DBS that I found was a 2012 Volante version, which Volante is just the convertible version for an Aston Martin. And that was going for $149,900, so 150 grand, and had 8,895 miles on it and was immaculately kept. It was painted in a beautiful titanium silver exterior with a nice and fresh uh, black interior that showed little to no wear whatsoever, but you can't really show wear when the car has just 8,800 miles on 8,900 miles on it, really. Uh, it was for sale at Long Island Sports Cars and was actually an automatic transmission vehicle too, which I thought was a little interesting, but nevertheless, that is the most expensive Aston Martin DBS that's out there on the market right now. On the opposite end of the spectrum, or at least a vehicle that I think is the most noteworthy of these, was one for sale in the in Dubai, of all places, and at a dealership called Deals on Wheels, LLC. Uh, this listing I actually found on the jamesedition.com website, and it is a 2012 Aston Martin DBS painted in a, uh, it says white exterior, so it doesn't give the actual color, and a black interior. Manual transmission vehicle, I believe, uh, here, I'll look at a couple of the pictures right now to determine if it's a manual or not. I think it's, I know it's an automatic, actually. Uh, but nevertheless, this was the, what I think is the cheapest one I found, but it has uh, uh, 16,000, 17,000 miles on it, really, and is being offered at $81,417, or at least the the uh, currency exchange rate is $81,417. That must be a typo. There's no way that's the right number. But when I actually go to the Deals on Wheels website, the vehicle's not even listed for sale up there. So take what you want with that. I don't think that that's uh, a true vehicle that's really for sale. But if it was, that's one hell of a buy for someone at 81000 That explains why it's not for listed on their actual website because I'm sure someone would have snatched that up in a heartbeat. Uh, the other, well, really the cheapest manual transmission vehicle I could find was a 2009 coupe with 35,000 miles on it, uh, priced at $104,500. Uh, this one was actually in New York, so that is truly dollars and not, not a currency exchange rate, mishap or what have you. It was painted in, or it is, it is painted in a lightning silver exterior and a capsian blue interior. The only thing that really shows uh, some wear were the interior and mainly the seats on the interior, just the the sides of them showed a little uh, a little bit of stretch marks with some 
wear on those, but nothing out of the ordinary, especially for a vehicle that has 35,000 miles on it. Uh, like I said, it was priced at $104,000, $104,500. It looks like it has aftermarket wheels on it. I'm pretty sure those are aftermarket wheels. No, they didn't do an actual close-up of the wheels so I could tell what they were, but there's no way those were Aston Martin wheels. Uh, so there's, that's probably one of the factors leading into this being the lowest price uh, manual transmission car. Uh, and that, but I believe that number, the low number of 104,500 is primarily coming from its mileage being a 35,000 mile Aston Martin. And while those cars are able to go into the high mileage realm, you know, they're more daily drivable than say a Lamborghini or something like that, that is still a relatively high mileage for a vehicle made in 2009 uh, but nevertheless it's for sale and that car is for sale at champion motors in new york uh, and i still think that's pre a pretty good price for what you're getting especially one hundred four thousand five hundred dollars uh, as far as the middle of the pack of these vehicles go the aston martin dbs can be picked up all day long for about 120,000 and he, and some very good ones too at 120,000 you could pick up a DBS with under with about 15,000 miles on it maybe a little less for right at the $120,000 mark which is really a steal especially as a coupe and a manual transmission car for what Jeremy Clarkson has called the ultimate grand tour that's a fantastic number uh, you could spend over $130,000 for one of these and get one that's uh, truly got in the low numbers of mileage, probably just uh, under 10,000 miles or very low teens uh, for something $130,000 or more. Uh, and they, those would be in immaculate condition. So if you got the money and want a very, very low mileage one, I'd expect to spend about $130,000, $135,000. Uh, I wouldn't spend more than 150000 unless this vehicle has everything you want and is the car that Daniel Craig maybe sat in for about 10 minutes or something then, and you were just a heavy-duty Bond fan and want just a very, very special vehicle, I wouldn't spend more than $150,000 on one just because the options are are there to get one for one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty or even 115000 So. If you're going to spend more than $150,000, it should be a pretty special car, uh, in my mind, at least at the moment of this recording, which is on November 19th, uh, 2017, because I do think these vehicles will go up in value here pretty shortly. And speaking of which, um, or at least giving a little bit hint into my thoughts of this vehicle, I personally love everything about the Aston Martin DBS. It is gorgeous to me, and it was the car I would take over pretty much any other car in the world for a cross-country road trip. It is just a thing of beauty to me. It's certainly a work of art. And everything that I believe Aston Martin embodies is in the DBS. It has the right formula of a big engine up front, a manual gearbox, and rear-wheel drive. There's nothing more I'd want. Uh, like I said, impeccable look. It's a beautiful interior. And it really is just an all-out cool car. I mean, the any Aston Martin really is a cool car, and Aston Martin's one coolest brand in the world for obvious reasons because of the Bond films, but it is just such a car. It is damn near the ultimate Bond car, really, aside from the astronomically expensive DB5, which really is the Bond car. But if you want, you know, maybe the second best Bond car, the most attainable Bond car, 
then the DBS is the way to go. And for $120,000, I certainly think it's more than worth its price. And I really do think it's going to be a good investment for the future, especially a manual transmission vehicle, uh, just because those are becoming so coveted now. And so for a vehicle that can be an investment, I think this is the best one out there at the moment, or the best of what could be classified as the the best investment for a modern car right now. Uh, the, the question might be, you know, so why would you get a DBS over a DB9? Because, you know, DB9s can be had for cheaper. But to that, I would say, you know, why wouldn't you buy a Porsche 911 Turbo compared to a 911 Turbo S? today you know it's basically the same car it's just a little bit more special and like like what jeremy clarkson said you know the dbs is really the db9 just with everything a tiny bit better or a bit better and i think that's why the dbs will go up in value here it's just because it's it's basically what everyone wants out of a db9 but it's really what you want out of a db9 and it's a very special car uh, so I can't wait to see what the market holds for the Aston Martin DBS in the future. I really do believe that it will be a firm investment and a, a very sound investment. Now, granted, do not take my investment advice and dump your IRA or your 401k to go buy one of these things. But if you want to buy something, I think it's going to be the, the next big car around the corner. I certainly do believe that it is the Aston Martin DBS. It's rather fitting that I think that about the Aston Martin DBS, though, because I, it is a car that one of the very few cars that I've actually got a Hot Wheels model of. I think that's kind of funny. I was given it, um, goodness, about two years ago, and uh, I, I love it. I think that car is so cool. So maybe one day I'll be fortunate enough to get one. Uh, and I'll keep today's episode a little bit shorter than usual just because it's Thanksgiving week. So that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be on the lookout for the Motor Car Marketplace website, which should actually be up and running here, hopefully within the next two weeks. And I say that, you know, next two weeks, finally, since it's been um, far too long for me to pr uh, prolong this website. But I, I think that I'll finally have it up and running within the next two weeks. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. So be sure to dream about driving Aston Martin DBS with your loved ones. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Motocar Marketplace. And if you want to do so, you can follow myself, Mac Moore, uh, my uh, Instagram handle and Twitter handle and Facebook and pretty much all social medias at LawMacMore, L-A-W-M-A-C-M-O-O-R-E. I'm Mac Moore, and this has been the Motocar Marketplace podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll have a new episode up next week. Have a great Thanksgiving.